Feeding Pigs by Dr. Rommel C. Sulabo. All right, so for ANSI 143, the, uh, the, uh, my portion would be the uh, lecture portion of swine nutrition. So again, I am Rommel Sulabo. So siguro majority of you uh, already know me. So uh, by heart, I am really uh, a pig person. You know? um, I started my career in poultry. I was a poultry nutrition uh, graduate you know, dito sa atin, sa UPLB. Uh, but when I started working in the industry, um, that's when I saw the light and that pigs were much more fun to work with. So I shifted to swine nutrition. Uh, but that doesn't mean that I didn't do any work with other species. And, uh, it's just that uh, most of the uh, work that I have done is in pigs. You know? So my contact details in, is, is in your screen. So my mobile number is up there. So if you have any questions, pressing question, you feel free to text me. Uh, let me know if I need to call you, I call you. And then you also have my email address there. And I think the best way also to, the fastest way to, to connect and to, to, uh, to, to, to talk, you know, uh, maybe through the LMS or maybe even Messenger. You know? So use whatever way uh, and I'll be happy to answer them you know, if you have any questions. Okay, so what is my mission statement here for you? you know? So my mission for you, you know, is for you to help you become knowledgeable and become more competent in the science and current technology that relates to applied swine nutrition. You know? So as I mentioned earlier, um, uh, one of the things that we really need to learn is how to use the concepts that we learned in our basic courses develop feeding systems that would be, be that can help uh, uh, assure or optimize uh, production performance and at the end the profitability of our stakeholders which are the farmers ano? so napaka-importante na naiintindihan natin kung paano ba talaga natin ina-apply yung lahat na natututunan natin sa nutrition para uh, makatulong sa ating mga uh, stakeholders So as I indicated a while ago, I will be uh, uh, your lecturer for eight meetings. So this is what we will be, we will be uh, discussing in the next, um, what, four weeks. So we'll start with uh, breeders. You know? So we'll essentially follow the entire life cycle of the pig from the sows and the boars and then uh, that will be followed by the progeny, which is the piglets, and then our growing finishing pigs. Okay, so our breeder, this, a discussion uh, in breeders will, will be divided into four sections. Today, we'll start with uh, replacement gilts. And then uh, once those gilts are bred, they will become gestating sows, hopefully. And then uh, once they farrow, they'll become lactating sows. And then we also have to talk the other uh, about the other breeder. You know? Kalimitan, nakakalimutan yun eh. Napag-usapan ang mga barako. You know? so, but in this course, we will uh, give some time to talk about uh, boars. 
And then uh, we'll shift to uh, piglets and growing finishing pigs. You know? So we'll again follow the life cycle. We'll start with uh, suckling pigs. So pigs that are still on the sow prior to weaning and then uh, nursery pigs. So once they are already weaned you know, and that usually would be until 10 weeks of age and then growing finishing pigs you know, until the pigs are marketed. You know? So yun ang magiging flow ng ating discussion uh, for swine nutrition. So how will I uh, grade you for this uh, uh, course? In this course, uh, in this uh, lecture section, you will not have an exam, okay? But what you will have is uh, uh, what I call case studies. You know? And you will have two case studies. Uh, we will role play, you know? So sa mga natutunan ninyo sa ating lectures, uh, you will use that information to help a particular farmer. So we will role play, I will be the farmer, you will be the consultant, or you will be the nutritionist, the swine nutritionist. And then based on my problem, you will then dispense a solution or a recommendation. Ano, ano ang kailangan kong gawin para masolve yung aking problem? So I think that's good because what we are role playing is the same thing that happens in the field. Pag kayo ay graduate na, most likely, ganun din ang gagawin ninyo. Si farmer, pupunta sa inyo, magtatanong, ito ang problema ko. Okay? Kayo, kayo yung technical person, kayo ang magpo-provide ng recommendations, uh, possible solutions para ma-alleviate yung challenge ko o yung problem ko. So ganun ang magiging uh, activity natin. Ano? And I think that's easier and uh, I think the utility is much better dahil parang pinapractice na natin ang real world uh, ang real world scenarios. Ano? So there will be two. The first one will focus on breeders. So that will mean after four lectures you will be given your first case study and then after another four set of lectures you will have your last case study. So just submit it and, uh, and then I will give you a grade for your responses and that will be it for your swine nutrition lecture. Doc, pwede po mag, ano, regarding... Yes, ma'am, go ahead. Ah, yung sa case study po ba ay by group or individual po? Individual siya. So, I so uh, you... Each, each student will be giving your own uh, recommendations. Uh, so, minsan ang ginagawa pa nila, kasi yung case study na ibibigay ko sa inyo, in the form of a letter. So, parang, dear, ganyan, dear nutritionist, uh, ako po ay ganito, ako po si farmer, ganito. Ito po ang aking farm, ganito po ang, ito po ang meron ako, at ito yung problem ko. So, okay, kikwento ko sa inyo kung ano yung problem ko. And then, hihingi ako ng tulong sa inyo. Ano bang pwede kong gawin para masolusyonan ko itong problem ko? So, parang susulat uli kayo sa akin, pabalik. Oh, dear Mr. Farmer. Okay. Oh. So, pwede niya nga i-roleplay na rin. Eh. Oh. Naiintindihan ko yung inyong problem. Uh, siguro, ito ang makakatulong para masolve yung problem nyo. Point number one. Point number two, point number three. Parang ganon. Bale, Doc, 
in a form of paper naman po ito, hindi naman po oral recitation or... Yes, it will be in the form of a letter. So which means you can utilize our lecture slides, you can use whatever information you could get. Ano? Online, books, whatever. Nasa sa inyo na yon. So which is the real world, di ba? Ganun naman talaga sa totoong mundo. You have all this information at your disposal. Pero dahil ikaw ay trained, ano? you know how to use that information to be able to address a particular problem. Ano? So you will write uh, uh, like a, uh, not really a report, ano? but kind of like a letter uh, as a list of suggestions or recommendations to the farmer. Thank you, Paul. Okay, so clear ba yun sa everybody? Yes po. Yes po, Doc. Yes po, Doc. And you can be very creative about it. Ano? Kasi nga, kayo, you are the new generation of nutritionists. Ano? Sa panahon ko, ganoon ang sistema. Either tinatawagan namin or sumusulat kami. Ano? Pero baka sa situation ninyo, baka meron pang iba. There might be other ways ano? na mas magiging effective. So baka pwede nyo na rin gamitin yun. So nasa inyo yun, uh, you can use your creativity to kind of uh, respond uh, to, to the farmer. You know? so, uh, and I'll be excited to hear how you would do it. You know? All right. Alright, so may tanong pa ba kayo on our class policies as well as yung ating uh, uh, magiging requirement for uh, the swine nutrition lecture? Ano pa ba? Wala na? O sige. So pwede na siguro akong mag-proceed. Ano? So uh, again, uh, it's quite hard to put everything uh, in eight lectures. And uh, traditionally, uh, we get, uh, what, 16, 17 weeks uh, in a semester. But in this semester, we only get 13, you know, just like last semester, even shorter pa nga, last semester. You know? So we have to decide what, what to discuss and what maybe what not to discuss. You know? So we prioritize. You know? But to discuss the life cycle of the pig and feeding systems that's related to, to pigs, you know, uh, it's quite difficult to kind of compress. But I'll do my best para yung mga most important points ay matutunan niya. No? So we'll start with, with our breeders. Okay. Now, kanina, medyo naririnig yun na yung terms na ginagamit ko. No? I, was, I was mentioning a little about the life cycle, following the life cycle of the pig. And that is a very important uh, term. Ano? Because when we develop feeding systems, regardless if we're talking about pigs or broilers or layers, we have to understand the entire life cycle. Uh, how we feed animals, well, in this case, pigs, you know, how we feed our breeders would have a direct impact on how they perform during lactation. And the progeny that is produced by these sows, yung pigs na iwiwi natin, uh, uh, also would impact um, 
how they would perform uh, in the growing finishing phase. So what occurs in one phase of production would often impact the outcomes in later phases. Kaya pag nagda-diagnose tayo ng problem, hindi rin pwede na yung part lang na yon, yung phase lang na yon ang ating titignan. Titignan din natin yung mga previous phases because it is possible that solutions to the problem may be related to what happened in previous phases. So when we put together feeding systems, we all we have to look at the entire life cycle of the pig. So we'll start with uh, the beginning, which is the breeders. So when we look at breeders, so in this case, our reproductive female, ano ba yung goal ng ating operation? Or what is the goal of our farmers? There are two main goals. Uh, the first is to increase sow productivity. So pag sinabi nating sow productivity, eh, that is related to the number of pigs that they produce. So we always have to remember the sow is the factory of the sow, uh, of the pig operation because the, the output, yung produkto natin is the, the finishing hogs, the market hogs. And the more uh, pigs that our breeders produce, the more products you can market. So that's why uh, the first goal uh, of any pig operation with breeders is to increase productivity. And that is by increasing their litter size, born as well as queen. So obviously, it is not just related to the number of pigs that are born, you know, because during lactation, yun yung period na maaring uh, magkaroon tayo ng mortalities. You know. Usually, mortality rates are highest during the pre-weaning phase. Kaya, kailangan ma-maximize din natin yung number of pigs win. Kaya nga meron tayong term na ginagamit to measure the productivity of farms. Yung PWSY. Or pigs win per sow per year. So may target yan. In olden times, ang target lang was probably around 25. 25 pigs win per sow per year. And there are many farms that had a difficult time of achieving that. But today, 25 is uh, very easy to, to get because the breeders that we have today are much more productive. You know, typically litter size will already be somewhere between 12 to 13 pigs per liter. You know? So imagine that. So if they farrow at least twice a, a year, oh, that's already what? Uh, and if I don't lose any pigs, that's already close to 25. You know? So just uh, increase productivity and maybe increase sow retention and you could easily get 25. You know? Today, the target is 30. And in other countries, it's even higher. You know? uh, Denmark, for example, which is one of the most uh, uh, best pig producers in the world, you know? ang target nila is already 40 pigs weaned per sow per year. Imagine that. So what are we talking about? We're talking about at least 20 pigs per liter, born per liter. Ay, mahirap i-imagine yun. Ano? Napakadaming biik na pinoproduce. Ano? We do see that. Ano? But to see an entire herd producing that number might be very difficult to imagine. Kaya nga, ang biro namin, baka dumating yung panahon, 
na makakita na rin tayo ng mga breeders na kahit sa likod niya, eh baka meron ng other. <laughs> Madedi na rin yung mga inahin sa likod at hindi rin sa kanyang uh, other, ano, sa kanyang belly. Ano? Uh, because it's just astonishing to see that number of pigs. Ano? So that shows the importance of uh, self-productivity because that is where economic uh, 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 what they call it, production efficiencies would be related to. The more pigs that are weaned, the lower is the cost of, of operation, and that will be related to the productivity of the operation. The second goal know, of, of uh, when uh, the second goal of pig operations that raise breeders know, would be to improve sow retention. Know? So napansin nyo kanina, sinabi ko yung sow productivity, if they are at least twice, if the sow farrows at least twice a year, uh, then that's how you calculate it. Know? But we have to remember that sow should farrow more than twice a year. Ano? Kung ang ating inahen, ang normal, ang gestation period is 114 days. Ang, uh, and if that sow returns to heat within three to seven days, ano, usually dapat between uh, around five days ano, after weaning and then bred again, ano, we could actually get 2.5 farrow wings per year. So ibig sabihin, in two years, you will get five farrow wings, not four. Ano? So if we can achieve that, if we can increase the number of farrow wings, then the likelihood is we will get uh, 30 uh, quite easily. Ano? So, so those are the two main parameters that we look at uh, in terms of productivity of the sow operation. We want to increase liter size born and wind and then we also need to increase sow retention. Okay. So dyan papasok yung ating replacement yields. Ano? When we plan for productivity, it has to begin uh, with uh, uh, the, the selection and the feeding of our replacement yields. Ano? So yung ating mga dumalaga. So ano ba yung ating goal pag uh, pinapakain natin yung ating uh, yields. Ano? So we have four main goals. The first is to ensure adequate protein growth. Ano? So, so which means the, the, the degree, the, the, the muscle of the animal, uh, uh, that will also include the mammary development of the sow, ano? Uh, of the future sow. Ano? Uh, so that is needed because that will serve as their protein reserves during lactation. So it's very important that sows would have uh, a source uh, other than the feed you know, uh, of nutrients, particularly amino acids. So that's why this, the gilt, uh, as it develops, has to have adequate uh, protein uh, growth. The second is, kailangan adequate then ang development ng kanyang bones. You know? And that I, I think is not difficult to understand you know? because these are breeders, you know, when they grow to what, 250 to 300 kilos, you know? and when they are pregnant, they carry a lot of load. So one is the weight of the sow, second is the weight of the litter. And just imagine if the sow is producing uh, 20 pigs, you know? so that will be a heavy load. And that is where bone development becomes very important. You know? uh, um, imagine if bone, the bones were not fully developed, uh, most likely 
in a earlier parity, baka isa pa lang na panganganak, baka pinakal na natin yung sow. Either namimilay sila, or you could really tell that they cannot withstand the load. That's why as early as the growing phase of replacement yields, dinedevelop na natin ang kanilang mga bones. Pangatlo, we want to ensure that there is also adequate reproductive tract development. And that is related to the weight of the sow. Ano, that's why meron tayong targets pagdating sa timbang ng uh, dumalaga or ng guilt prior to breeding. Ano, kasi that would be related to the development of the reproductive tract. Ano. And then finally, uh, a sound foot and leg structure. As I discussed already in number two, ano, they would really need that to ensure that they can carry at the load of pregnancy uh, during their production phase. Now, key, one very important key pagdating sa pag-aalaga ng dumalaga, ano, ng ating mga replacement gilts, is that gilts should not be fat by the time they farrow ano, or their first farrowing. Ano, because fat gilts lead to less productivity. Fat gilts eat less, especially during lactation. And when they eat less, that leads to poor productivity, and as we will discuss later. So, kinakailangan talaga ang pagmamanage ng replacement yields, particularly sa pagpapakain. Ano? Kinakailangan hinay lang, meet the targets, and, uh, and that targets will help you achieve better productivity. So, that is the key. Do not create fat yields. So, these are the targets that we need to achieve at first mating. Ano? So, una-una, Sa unang pagpapakasta ng ating dumalaga, kailangan mga 7 to 8 months of age siya. Ano? Uh, pangalawa, kailangan tumitimbang siya between 135 to 160 kilos. Pag less than 135 kilos ang ating dumalaga, uh, it's better to skip a heat and get the better uh, and, and, and increase uh, weight rather than breeding them light. Ano? Because that will also impact uh, that sow. Again, most likely that sow uh, uh, will be called very early, and that's not what we want. Ano? And then, if it's beyond 160 kilos, masabi, masyado na mataba yung ating inahen. Madaling makita yan, kasi ang inahen o ang dumalaga na more than 160 kilos ay parang tubo. Talagang bilog na bilog yan. At kitang-kita pa lang sa jowl. Ano? Di lang siguro double chin, ano? baka triple chin pa. So napakadaling masabi yan kung masyado mataba ang inahin. Magbubuntis yon kahit pakastahan mo, pero definitely they will suffer in the end. And the most likely, uh, you will get very poor productivity and the likelihood is they will be called as early as the second parity. Now, weight is related to the degree of fatness. Kaya isang tinitignan din natin is the P2 back fat. So P2 is a point... Uh, where we measure back fat, you know, and there is a target, you know, and that is 18 millimeters of back fat. With synthetic breeds that we have today, you know, yung mga commercial breeds like let PIC or uh, Topigs, you know, uh, medyo lean kasi yung mga gilts na yan, and 18 millimeters of back fat is not uh, easy to get for seven to eight months uh, of age. You know? So usually, uh, we have a lower target for synthetic breeds, and that would be somewhere between 15 to 16 millimeters of back fat. And that is already sufficient uh, level of fatness in the gill. Okay? And then, 
mating at the second estrus. So sa dumalaga natin, uh, hindi natin siya pinapakastahan sa unang paglalande. Ano? Kaya sa pag-manage ng guilt, napaka-importante na tinitingnan natin at uh, kailangan makita natin yung unang hit ng ating uh, guilt. Ano? Because once we record the first, uh, first hit, uh, in the second hit, we need to breed them. Ano? So how long does it take for them to return uh, to return to heat? Natatandaan nyo ba yun? 21. Yeah, so around 21 days. So in three weeks, expected na natin na maglalandi yung ating dumalaga at doon natin sa pakakastahan. The reason why we do that is because there have been many uh, research that documents uh, better productivity in sows or in, in P1 sows when they are bred in the second or the third so usually, uh, mga additional two piglets that we could get if we breed them on, on the right uh, heat. So that's why that's, that's what is done uh, in the farm. Okay? Then there is an underlying target, ano, yung fatness ng sow at the first farrowing. So it is possible na maring di natin nakuha yung 18 millimeters at mating, pero pwede natin siyang habulin during just, uh, the first gestation of the guilt. Okay? Okay. So during gestation, we feed them so that they could achieve 18 millimeters of back fat. Pero you really have to watch out kasi baka mamaya maging namang sobrang mataba yung ating inahen by the, by the time they farrow. Okay, so this is some work that provides evidence on why we have those targets. So this is some work, uh, some classic work uh, done to look at the impact of body weight at mating and the degree of fatness to the productivity of the sow. So makikita nyo dito, uh, we have body weight at mating, you have the back fat uh, of the sow at P2 okay, in millimeters, and then you have the number of piglets born. So in the first parity, and then uh, for five parities. So makikita natin that the sows are most productive at P1 when they are between 136 to 146 uh, uh, kilograms. Ano? And then for lifetime performance, for five parities, uh, mass productive din sila. Ano? And here we see ano, that uh, at even at 126, uh, we could still achieve good productivity uh, uh, for five parities. Ano? So that this is one of the reasons why we have those uh, targets. And then uh, in terms of its effects, uh, survival rate of the sow. You know? So here in this study, uh, survival rate was determined by the percent of sows achieving for at least four parities. At makikita natin for both body weight and back fat that there is a positive relationship. You know? So as body weight and back fat, uh, the level of fatness increases, uh, a higher percentage of sows uh, reach for parities. So again, that is uh, part of the evidence on why we need to have those targets when we breed gilts. Okay. Now in practice, this is often what happens. Uh, kalimitan, ang mga gilts na nasa farm ay pinapakain ng the same diets na, na ginagamit for market hogs. The reason there is because the number of gills that we have 
uh, usually hindi enough para gumawa pa ng separate batches of feed that is designed for uh, replacement fields. Kaya ganun na lang ang ginagawa nila. So available naman yung feeds ng patiner, yun na rin yung ipinapakain sa replacement fields. Pero kung gagawin natin yun, kailangan tandaan din natin na ang needs ng replacement yields uh, ay very different from the needs of our growing finishing pigs. Remember, what is the intention when you design feed for growing finishing pigs? Ang intention natin, yung mga fatteners na yon, mabilis lumaki, mas maganda ang karne, madipis ang taba. Okay? But for replacement yields, that's not what we want. What we want is a moderate rate of growth para yung ating weight targets ay ma-achieve natin when they are 7 to 8 months of age. Pag pinakain natin yun ng the same diets, it is possible na baka before 7 months, baka 6 months of age pa lang yung ating guilt, eh nasa tumitimbang na siya ng more than 160 kilos. Kaya tumataba ang inahin. So that leads to... Uh, uh, leads to why it is important to have separate diets for replacement fields because what they need what we need to do is a moderate rate of growth and then may differences then sa need for nutrients related to bone development and creating enough reserves so for replacement yields must higher ang need for calcium and phosphorus compared with uh, growing finishing pigs ano? And that's not just the case. You know, even vitamins and minerals, iba din ang need for replacement yields. Because remember, I'm sure you remember this in ANSI 102. Meron mga vitamins and minerals na pag mas marami natin ibinigay, ay nagkakaroon ng positive impact on reproductive performance. So either liter size or fertility uh, of the sow. You know? um, so that is the reason why we need to feed them as early as the growing finishing phase. Kasi kailangan mong i-load yun eh. Kailangan makapag-build sila ng reserves para by the time they are bred, uh, you will see the response. So, higher yung need na yan compared sa mga growing finishing pigs. So, all this considered uh, shows why it is important to have a different set of diets for our replacement yields. So, this slide kind of demonstrates that. Ano? So, this is a comparison ng macromineral requirements ng ating mga market gilts versus replacement uh, gilts. Ano? So, yung pula, yan ay yung calcium requirement, yung kulay blue, yan yung ating available phosphorus requirement. So, makikita natin na pagdating ng somewhere around 40 kilos, doon na nag-iiba yung requirements ng dalawa. Ano? Sa mga replacement sa market yields, makikita natin, it decreases as body weight increases. Same for, same for calcium and phosphorus. But for uh, replacement yields, from 40 kilos onwards, elevated na yung levels ng calcium at phosphorus na kailangan natin i-provide ano? to ensure uh, good bone development and good leg structures. Ano? And that is the same level that we give to at to our uh, uh, to our sows. Ano? So that is why we need to have separate diets for our kids. And as I indicated a while ago, uh, we have minerals and vitamins that 
uh, we need to add uh, to the diet of replacement kits to ensure better uh, reproductive performance. So we've already indicated the importance of calcium and phosphorus. So that's related to uh, bone development and integrity. Remember that vitamin D is also involved in, uh, in ensuring good bone development. Kaya kailangan mataas din yung levels niya in the diet. Then you have biotin, which helps in increasing piglet viability para ma-ensure natin na walang mamamatay na piglets o ma-reduce natin ang ating pre-weaning mortality ano, during lactation. And then you have folic acid, pyridoxine, vitamin A, which are all important uh, in increasing liter size. The same is true for our biological antioxidants, vitamin E and selenium, and even chromium, so which also has impacts on fertility. So yung level ng vitamin and mineral premix na binibigay sa replacement yields should be at the same level as we give them in uh, sows. So kaya, napaka-importante na dapat iba ang diets na pinapakain natin sa ating replacement yields to ensure that they will become more productive when they become sows. Okay, okay last point in the feeding of gills. Ano? When we feed gills, so as I mentioned, we have to watch out for the first heat. Ano? And then na-mention yun na rin na in 21 days, maglalandi siya. At doon natin siya pakakastahan at the second heat. So when we feed gills, what we also do is we let one week pass from the first heat. And then after seven days, we increase the level of feeding. Ano? Usually around three and a half kilos per day. And that is until they are bred. What is that? Why do we do that? That practice is what we call flushing. You know? So we flush gills by feeding them more feed prior to mating. Why do we do that? It is because flushing has a positive effect on ovulation rates. And it's been shown that if we flush gills tw uh, two weeks prior to mating, we can get an additional 2.2 eggs uh, at mating. If those two eggs become fertilized, they will become two additional piglets, okay? So where does that response come from, okay? That response to flushing is a response to the increase in energy intake. You know? So that energy uh, will help stimulate uh, follicular growth through the secretion, to increase secretion ng luteinizing hormone. And there are other hormones that are yeah, that are uh, involved in that process. I know that's insulin and uh, IGF-1. But pr primarily uh, the luteinizing hormone. I know? And the luteinizing hormone has a direct uh, effect on ovulation rates. Okay, so the more pulses of LH, uh, the more eggs, uh, the greater would be the ovulation rate of the, the cell. And it's been shown, the greater the difference in energy intake, the greater is the response. No? And then I, men I mentioned two weeks. No? If we do it shorter or if we do it longer, the response may not be the same. No? That's why the duration and the timing is important. No? So two weeks prior to mating, that's when we need to flush. And the greater the difference in intake, the better. No? So that will then uh, maximize the response to flushing. And it's been shown that the response to flushing is much greater in gills 
uh, but much less in south. So pag south, we do not flush. Flushing is only done uh, in replacement kilts. Okay? So walang impact ang flushing pagdating naman sa mga south, only to kilts. Doc, pwede po magtanong. Yes! Yung sa flushing po, yung ibig sabihin po ng increase ng pakain, by mga ilang percent po na increase yung tinutukoy? Okay, so that's a very good question. Ano? So usually, replacement gilts would be fed somewhere around two and a half kilos per day. Ano? Uh, when we say we flush, that is increasing it to three and a half kilos per day. So that's an additional one kilogram. Ano? And if they will eat more, feed them more. Ano? But normally, it will be somewhere around three and a half kilos per day. And that's, that's where we already get the response to flushing. Thank you, Doc. And then after kasi niyan, after natin i-breed yung ating sow, ano? uh, baliktad naman. Kailangan nating i-restrict yung sow. Ano? Uh, I-limit feed siya. Ano? And I will explain when we get to gestation. So yun yung sinasabi ko. The greater the difference, the greater is the response to flushing. Ano? Kasi you feed them high, and then when they are bred, we feed them low. Ano? And that is also related to uh, some hormone secretions. Yung sa flushing, it's luteinizing hormone. Pagdating naman ng early gestation, that will be progesterone. Ano? Which will then be related naman sa implantation ng mga ova na na-produce natin. Okay? May question pa? Okay, so kung wala na, that's where we'll, we'll stop. Uh, when we meet on Friday, we'll start uh, talking about gestating sows. Alright? Thank you po, Doc. Thank you. Okay, thank, thank you, you very po, much, everybody. Thank you po, Doc. Thank you po. Thank you po.